Inside Chicago Government. Welcome to another in a series of interviews with Ben Jarofsky. I'm Dave Glowetz. Ben Jarofsky writes on government and politics for the Chicago Reader, and he's here with me today. Long time, Ben. You know, really, I haven't seen you in a while. It's great to be back, though. Today we're talking about your article that appeared in the Reader on May 2nd, 2013, and is titled, In the Chicago Public Schools, Promises Are Made to be Broken. And in this article, you describe the implementation of a new academic program at Lincoln Park High School on the north side, this program called Wall-to-Wall International Baccalaureate. It sounds like a game <laughs> show, doesn't it? Yeah. And how this program has caused some teachers to lose their jobs. So with regard to Lincoln Park High's implementation of the Wall-to-Wall International Baccalaureate, or IB program, yes, I'm not clear on what CPS changed or will change in implementing this. First of all, let me summarize the IB program according to Chicago Public Schools. They call it the IB Diploma Programme, that's mm-hmm. A-M-M-E, yeah. designed for students in grades 11, 12, that's freshmen and sophomores, and offers courses for the IB Diploma, a prestigious secondary school credential recognized worldwide by institutions of higher learning. Eligibility is based on the student's previous year's national percentile rank in reading comprehension and total math, or if the student did not take the ISAT, the previous year's percentile rank in reading comprehension and total math on a different nationally normed standardized achievement test. So they got a test in to get into this Okay, program. wait, time out. There's two things. There's the IB program that has existed forever in Chicago, in the world, Lincoln Park High, which is this very uh, uh, rigorous program that you're alluding to now uh, that you have to apply to get in and they dump you with mountains of homework. I would want nothing whatsoever to have anything to do with it if I were a student, though I am not a model for anybody. Oh, if you were a parent of a student, you wouldn't want your child to be an If my child wanted to be confronted with mountains of homework every night, if he or she really thrived on that kind of atmosphere, then I would say go for it. Anyway, I'm not putting the program down, everybody. I put this in the article. So save your phone calls, your letters, what have you. You IB lovers out there, God bless you. The universe is big enough for people who love IB and people who don't want anything to do with it. That said, there's that program, and then there's like this wall-to-wall IB thing, which is really nothing more than a branding name, as far as I can tell. That's the distinction I was trying to get to. And so just to be clear, that before the implementation of the Mm wall-to-wall IB, which apparently will happen in the coming school year. That is correct, Senator. Lincoln Park High had just a standard IB program. They had this the rigorous is, IB rigorous program, program, which was sort of a school within the school. And Lincoln Park High School, as I was trying to point out in the story, is very unique. They were a school intended to promote integration, economic and racial integration. The way to achieve that is to have many different programs within the school, one of which is the IB program, this very rigorous program for the highest achieving students. They have a theater program. They have a music program. uh, They have an honors program, a double honors program. Forget all the things they have. And so down through the years, maybe the last 20 years, 30 years, they've managed to maintain a fairly integrated uh, student enrollment that sort of reflects the larger Northside community that includes kids from Cabrini-Green, kids from Lincoln Park, kids from Lakeview, et cetera, et cetera. 
they've had some success stories there. And I view it as one of the success stories of Chicago public schools. I'm not saying it's perfect. No school is, but I think they've done a pretty good job of, of maintaining the sort of integrated core of students. What portion of the student body currently takes IB classes or is enrolled, do you know? I don't know. I don't even think it's half. But it's a sizable yeah, portion. It's a sizable portion. But it's not like 10%. It's no, way it's more, more than more that. No, it's more than that, but I don't know how much it is. But the point is that those kids are really high-achieving kids. I've seen the amount of homework. There was a neighbor we had down the street who was enrolled in the IB program, and a few times he came to this house to do his homework because his parents were out. Anyway, I was I was really struck by the amount of work he had. I'm like, you got to do all that? And over the years, I've known kids in the IB program, really smart, hardworking kids. God bless them all. Anyway, that's the IB program. Let me get real specific yeah. here then. After the implementation of the wall-to-wall IB, yeah. what differences will the students who formerly didn't take IB classes see? Well, that's what I said in the story. I, I have no idea, and I don't think Mayor Rahm has any idea. I've asked so many. You tried to get an answer to that, and you couldn't get yeah, an answer. Yeah, well, you know, it reminds me of the old days. I know I've told you the story. When I would ask a question of the mayor's people, and they'd give me some cockamamie answer that made no sense. And the reader editors would say that doesn't make any sense like oh why are you blaming me i didn't <laughs> say it yeah so you know now i write you know, don't blame me okay this is what they said so i defy everybody in listener land whatever land this is go talk to your mayor go talk to the alderman michelle smith go talk to the people who run lincoln park and see if you could get from them a sentence i'll give you two sentences <laughs> in english okay that makes sense as to how wall-to-wall IB at Lincoln Park is going to be any different than anything else they have there. Dave, the reality is it was any excuse they could find to claim a reason to make teachers reapply for their jobs. That was one part of it. The other part is that it's part of a PR campaign engineered by Mayor Rahm to make it look like he's doing something with our public schools, when in fact he's not really doing anything. He took a school that was functioning well— and force them to change their, their curriculum, force people to reapply for their jobs, force them to get extra training, made everybody's life a little more difficult than it already is. For what end? He says, well, he wants more middle-class students to come to Chicago Public Schools. Well, they were already coming to Lincoln Park High School. One thing we do know is we know that it has forced teachers to reapply for their jobs, and we don't know what the academic changes are, correct? Uh, well, again, I defy anybody to come up with a unique difference between Lincoln Park as it existed before wall-to-wall and Lincoln Park as it exists after wall-to-wall. We just don't know what they're going to be offering differently. No, they're, I don't know, it's a different philosophy, they tell me. Let's talk philosophy later. Let's go back to what you, you just mentioned. In the article, you called IB a brand name. Mm-hmm. By that, I infer that you mean that it'll draw parents to the school in the same way as the term magnet does when applied to a school. If you're talking middle-class parents in the city of Chicago who are sort of vaguely going through life, vaguely paying attention to public education as their kids get older, they know IB means smart kids. You know, it's like, oh, that's where all the smart kids go. I mean, when you want to boil it down to, they don't know anything about IB, you know, like the specific philosophy of IB, you know, where it comes from. They just know it's smart kids. My kid's pretty smart. Most parents think their kids are really smart. Even if the kids don't do well in school, they think their kids are really smart. So they go, this is good for my kid. Mayor Rahm has taken that. He goes, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll create mini IB programs. <laughs> I'll just take the name and put it all over the place. And all these 
north side middle class parents will go oh my god he's doing so much for the schools you know it's like it's brilliant actually the people of chicago are so freaking stupid i don't even know what to say anymore and the mayor is so brilliant yeah he's brilliant he must have gone to an IV program <laughs> he must have been in an IV program so you know it's like oh yeah he's doing things he's spreading IV programs it doesn't in any way resemble what a real IV program is but Oh, my God, what a great mayor. So that's his idea. Branding is important. Yeah, so here's his approach to education. Close schools and neighborhoods that really need them and change the names of programs and schools that are doing well. And then people on the north side will vote for him because it really doesn't take much to get a north sider to vote for an incumbent mayor. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, didn't mean to go there. He but... did turn red, folks. Yes, I know. Let's talk about the thing that we do have more specificity about. Yes. Lincoln Park high school teachers had to reapply for their jobs. Yeah. Eight of those who reapplied got job offers from the school, then had their offers, quote, rescinded, unquote. That's unbelievable. Any idea where these teachers will end up? No, we don't know yet. They just were rescinded. Does the teacher's union contract protect them in the same way that it does other teachers whose jobs have disappeared? Well, that is a great great question. It's not clear at the moment what rights these eight teachers, and there's other teachers, by the way, there's teachers. I just focused on Lincoln Park because they're the ones who called me up, but the same thing has happened. I talked to the union delegate at Sen High School. It's happening at Hyde Park High School. It's happening at Taft High School. So this is similar to the story we discussed many times years ago called Redefinition. It's just when the CPS bureaucracy creates a new bureaucratic term that somehow or other supersedes the contract. Because the Chicago Teacher Union contract defines pretty specifically what happens when a teacher loses their position in a school, Mm -hmm. not because of performance, but because, you know, some kind of change at the school. And as we talked about in years past, CPS came up with this, apparently, this redefinition Mm -hmm. term that is not in the contract. Yes. So the the contract doesn't apply. So does this seem like one of those deals? It's a similar thing. So again, diabolically clever move by the evil bureaucracy. It worked before. It worked before. Let's figure out new ways to fire teachers. (laughs) So what this does is say, well, because we're changing the curriculum of your school, even though there's no real practical change whatsoever, we now have a reason to see if you're qualified. If we determine you're not qualified to teach this new curriculum, we're going to get rid of you, and it's not clear what you get. In other words, are you just let go as though you were you know, a teacher at a charter school where there's no pretense of protecting a teacher. But at CPS, union teachers, as I understand it, normally go into a pool yes. of teachers to be reassigned. If you lose your job through no fault of your own, because let's say a school enrollment falls, then you're protected under the terms of the union contract for a year. You have a year's worth of health benefits. You have a year's worth of salary. Uh, You get to spend the next year looking for a job, another job in the system while substituting. But it's not clear right now if these IB teachers will be protected the same way. So those are issues that the union is going to be uh, working through. The union is going to be suing if they haven't already because this is such an obvious violation of their contract. So I always like to make this point. It's interesting when the mayor thinks he has the authority to supersede a contract. When it comes to teachers, he's quick to say the contract has no bearing. But when it comes to protecting the interests of rich people who control our city's parking meters, he's always saying their contract is etched in stone. There's absolutely nothing I can do about it. 
He's also, and for that matter, more careful to protect the contractual rights of, let's say, the people who own the rooftops across the street from Wrigley Field than he is to protect the contracted rights of union teachers. There are contracts and there are contracts. It's sort of his way of sending a message to the teachers of Chicago. You don't count and I don't care about you. Well, we'll be intercepting more of the mayor's messages as time goes on. Ben, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, David. Listeners, we welcome your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter. Search for Inside Chicago Government if you'd like to subscribe to automatic downloads of our interviews. You can do that at your web at shygov.com. I'm Dave Glowetz. Thanks for listening.